The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Situation Room. Welcome to the Situation Room. Welcome to the Situation Room. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Situation Room. We're coming at you after this Ravens game, another Ravens win. Um, Nice to see the Ravens get back in the win column after some inconsistency after the last few games. I'm here with my co-host, Gabe Ferguson. You guys can find him on Twitter. He's at Gabe Fergie. I'm Jordan Coe. You can find me at Ravens Sit Room. And we're just trying to give our immediate reactions to some of these games, some some takes that we had from what we saw. And, you know, even, you know, Gabe, I didn't say this to you before when we prepped for this podcast, but this was one of those games that even though it was kind of close, it really wasn't close the, the Ravens just really kind of kicked the Titans butts all over the field for the first two quarters and just kind of couldn't finish and I I guess that would be you know my first hot take you know from this game is that the Ravens just like they stall out or they, they have these moments of like inconsistency where they go from seeing very very clearly doing or very clearly trying to do something and doing so successfully so then just running into like buzzsaw moments where it doesn't make any explicable sense at all whatsoever i think you know when you look back at the pittsburgh game it's like going cover zero um against pickens in that moment when you know you didn't necessarily have to do that right like you were making make him do the work right like in this game the third quarter they just kind of vanished when they got down inside the red zone they just kind of vanished the titans do seem to have some interior all like defensive line mojo against what the Ravens like to do. And so it makes it really tough on those like second and third and et cetera shorts for the, this Ravens team. So they didn't come prepared for that, but it, they stalled out in the third quarter altogether. Looked like a completely different team going from half to half. Um, and w- th- if this team is going to win or be a Super Bowl competitor, they're just going to have to find their way to full games of consistency. You can have a few drives here or there where you stall out, but it just feels like they're having entire quarters at a time that, that they're just letting other teams back in games that they shouldn't be in. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think if they have w- one game this this year where I say they were consistent and they closed it out as against the Bengals, I think they kind of like put it all together in that game. That was a really... That was obviously a really big win, um, and they were able to see kind of what we wanted to see down the, down the stretch, like, you know, being able to run the ball to finish off the game. Um, that's something they've struggled with this year. So I, I do think that they have shown that ability, but they definitely need to work on it. There's, I mean, there's some issues with conservative play going. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. Um, but, yeah, like just the, you know, quarter-to-quarter, game-to-game consistency um, has been has been missing. And, like, we've seen them come out in the first drives in the first halves looking like, like they can beat anybody like world beaters. And then like, for whatever reason, you know, something happens and like the game flips, like we've seen that happen with a couple turnovers. Um, there was a turnover in the Colts game there was a turnover in the Steelers game. They had well in hand control of the game. And then like that one thing kind of like flips the script and all of a sudden, like they're like on their heels and like, they kind of like lose it mentally almost like they, they kind of like, think like okay everything is going against us and like they're and they let up a score and then like they have a failed drive and they let up another score and it's kind of like just snowballs after that so um it's, that's definitely been a consistent thing in this game it seemed like 
yeah, there was an interception that Lamar threw that was probably maybe a, you know, I don't think it was an ill-advised throw. It was just maybe an overthrow or a miscommunication on the route. Um, but, you know, led to points. All of a sudden, there's a penalty, a really bad penalty. I mean, can you think, talk about that for a second? I think the officials in this game were some of the worst I've ever seen. It was horrible. The shooting was it terrible. Was, it was it was so bad. The, the roughing the passer call on Michael Pierce was textbook clean hit. Like, it wasn't late. It wasn't leaning on him. It wasn't driving them to the ground. None of those things, other than the fact it was a 350-pound man hitting a quarterback, um, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Like, I, I don't understand like how you call that. There was a PI um, that was early on in the game that was just awful, the one on Marcus Williams, where yeah. he was making a play on the ball. He had equal opportunity. He didn't go through the receiver. It was just, um, just like a blatant misinterpretation of the rule. And then they almost caught another one that, that was like, well out of bounds and they tried to th- throw a flag on that one it was like literally 10 yards out of bounds like unbelievable like how tilted this game was from that aspect so up to the ravens credit they didn't let it you know impact them fully they came back in this game when it looked like they might you know their sphincters were tightening up a little bit and they got back into it and they when were they, able to uh, when they had to the win. defensive pass interference in the end zone i i thought it was <laughs> I mean, they they did hold strong in that regard, and it was good to see that like fortitude and mental toughness from the team. Yeah, um, and then and you know they kind of got fortunate to a certain extent that um, you know Ryan Tannehill got knocked out of this game, and they had a, a backup quarterback who looked like he didn't know what he was doing, frankly. So and the Ravens had a few breaks from that perspective. You know, they put a couple of teams with their backups, and it has helped them, I think, at least in the win column. So. Um, but but I, I still like you know coming out of this game with a win was really important. We saw that they did the getting over to Eng- or London like early on in the week, and the Titans waited until Friday. And I think that impacted them. I think it actually had a positive impact. So that's really good planning. You know, they were talking about how they've been planning for this trip for like months, like every for single years. Day, for years. <laughs> since, every- since they screwed up the last time, <laughs> it was so bad last time. But you know. It, at least this time they had a plan, you know, we're going to go out there. We're going to adjust. We're going to get in sync to the time. I think it made a difference and, you know, credit to the coaching staff and credit to the team organization for, you know, putting that thought into it and actually coming out and you know, building a lead that in this case was insurmountable. Yeah, for sure. So what, what, what was your first hot take from this game? So, I mean, it, it's, I, it's painful for me to say it, but I want to say that maybe Greg Roman wasn't the problem. You know, you talked last week about, you know, John Harbaugh maybe being on the hot seat. And I, I think, you know, a lot of the kind of conservative play calling that we saw in this game, we've seen it in other games this this season, have been due to Harbaugh and his kind of mindset of of not wanting to necessarily take some of the risks that you'd, you'd want. And it's kind of difficult to kind of come to terms with because in times he's been very aggressive, like on fourth down and things like two point diversions, all these things. He's been very aggressive in that mindset, but in terms of the play calling, um, especially when they're up, he wants to go run. He wants to run, run, you know, he wants to take away clock. He doesn't seem to give that responsibility or that trust to his quarterback in order to kind of keep building on the lead. And we, and I think that's part of the reason why I've seen that inconsistency. The Ravens get out to a two score lead and all of a sudden they go run, run, pass, run, run, pass. And then the whole, you know, momentum that's working for your offense with Lamar Jackson and being a phenomenal athlete and making plays all over the place, you know, hitting receivers down the field, scrambling if he needs to, like that kind of goes out the window when all of a sudden you're in third and long and you're in a must pass situation and the defense knows coming. It's so much harder to pass in those situations. That's why, you know, passing on first down is one of the most efficient things to do in the game. When it's, it's just like, 
this mentality of like, okay, we're up, we're going to kind of like turtle it down is, is, a, is a loser mentality. It's playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And it's, it's frustrating to see. And, and, you know, in the past, I've kind of blamed that on Greg Roman and kind of his, you know, wanting to like run, run, run. Like he obviously is, that's kind of his mentality, but I think it might just be hardball. He doesn't want to like kind of let the, you know, let the team go and let Lamar be Lamar. And he's, it feels like he's being held back in those situations and it, it's frustrating to watch. Yeah, you know, I also think part of it is Gus Edwards is just not the same running back that he was was before. And there were a few short down yardage gains or not gains that he would have picked up historically um, that would have made a big difference in this game. That he just he doesn't look the same. They don't have that kind of like power back that's going to pick up those short yardage things when they've just got to hand it off to him. And so the team has got to decide what they want to do in those situations. You know, I, I don't have a problem with running the ball. Um, but I do have a problem, like you were saying, if you're going to turtle down, you're going to get into those, like those big power formations. You're just going to try and cram the ball down their throat when you don't have the back that's going to be able to do it. You know, if you want to run, that's fine. Spread them out still, right? Like, like make them defend the pass, make them do all the things that you're capable of making them do. You've got all these wide receivers that you brought into the room. Look at how good Nelson Aguilar has been, right? Um, taking him off the field as a threat in those situations is, is not, not to your advantage, right? Like get the light boxes, use the, like the option runs um, and don't be so conservative. So, you know, I, I don't know enough about Tom Munkin to know whether or not that's like how he ran things and, and what his preference were as well. But then the Ravens have to take a hard look at their running game um, and whether or not how they want to use it and whether they want to keep deploying it in, in this same iteration, because at times, especially when it's getting stretched out wide or some kind of like these inside zone runs from justice, Hill look really good this week. But, but when they don't, when they're getting away from that, it's, it is, is not looking very good this year. Yeah. The short yardage stuff in particular, I mean, like along the, around the goal line, like I think inside the 10, I, I don't know the number of, of rushes they had, but it was just, a slog every single time. Like they were just so incredibly inefficient. And, you know, I think they were one of the best teams going into this game in red zone um, efficiency, turning those possessions into touchdowns. They started off the season like super hot in that area. And the past two weeks just been bad. Like they have gone from like probably the top of the league to probably somewhere in the middle of the pack, just based off of this week alone. Justin Tucker kicked six field goals in this game. I mean, thankfully we have a guy who makes every, every field goal he may, he takes, but like, those should have been touchdowns. I mean, especially the ones where you're inside the five, like they're, and you said like the Titans have a strong, like defensive front, like the one touchdown they scored, guess what? It was on a pass, like <laughs> pass the ball, you spread the team out. And even if they don't, um, even if like Lamar has to like run for it, like he, he can do those things. And even if you want to run the ball, like once, like out of a spread look, you can do that too. I mean, you don't have to have like, you know, those condensed formations. That was a great Roman special having like 10 guys around the line of scrimmage. You don't have to do that in order to, to score on those plays. You know, we've seen some like creative run plays. I mean, we've seen them use like a counter bash around the red zone. They didn't do any of that today. They just did these like basic, like, I don't know, like power, like we're just going to like beat you. And like, maybe like some of that's execution and like, but like when you're going against a team that has the guys up front, like you really need to be able to execute perfectly or else you're going to get stuffed. And like you said about Gus Edwards, he might not be the same guy that he was. And like, I, you know, he's had some big moments this season, but a lot of the time he hasn't been getting those extra yardage, you know, falling forward for a couple yards when he, when he needs to. And, and I do think that just catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. 
take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Texas Hill has been the one who's kind of given them a few, you know, different type of looks in the running game. I think he's the one who's really been a, a more explosive player for them. And, you know, Keith Mitchell was, was activated. I don't know if he's going to get some run moving forward. Um, he wasn't in this game at all, but he's someone who I think can also bring some juice into the running game. So I look forward to seeing what he has to do as well. Yeah. But I mean, definitely some concerns there with the running game concerns with the play call concerns with this team's consistency, but you know, let's flip the script and and I'm going to use a similar hot take to one that I had earlier in this podcast. I think this Ravens defense is definitely going to lead the league in scoring when everything is said and done. This is, they are a dominant, dominant bunch. And, you know, I mentioned it earlier when the Titans got down to the one yard line um, on that, I thought was a terrible pass interference call on Millette because he just had his hand on his hip. He wasn't pulling him. There wasn't any kind of like change of direction from the receiver or anything on that play. Um, but when they got down to the one, first of all, I don't understand why the Titans didn't bring in Derrick Henry and just run it in. Um, and second of all, Malik, the interior of the defensive line just dominated from that point forward. I mean, the, the sacks, the pressure, everything that they were getting up front was amazing. And then you look at the back end with Marcus Williams. Hopefully, again, you, you hope that he can be healthy. But the way Geno Stone has been playing, um, you know, the way Kyle Hamilton has been playing, I mean, you, you've just got guys at every single level of this defense. Patrick Queen has been playing out of his freaking mind. Um completely different player than we've seen from the prior three years, even on the, I think it was on the one Malik's Willis scramble where he's chasing the defender down the field um, stops at, he just had the wherewithal to understand where he was in terms of depth. And I guess either someone was shouting or he knew that Willis was running and he literally stopped, turned around and stopped that play um, there. You're just seeing standout moments. Matt Abike looked great. Travis Jones looked great. Van Noy, Clowney. I, I mean, all of them look great and you still, um, you still got a and, or I'm sorry, OA and Bowser coming back to this defense. Um, their trio of corners seem to be playing exceptionally well. Brandon Stevens had a really good pass up breakup in the end zone. Marlon Humphrey seems to be settling in a little bit as well. I mean, this is, this is a dominant, dominant group and one that, you know, we, I think we gave a lot of credit to Mike McDonald and I think he deserves plenty of credit for what he's getting. Cause he's the guy kind of, pressing the levers here, but he's, there's a lot of talent on this defense. Um, and obviously they're not the 2000, you know, that era Ravens, but this is a really good freaking defense. And if the Ravens can get it together, even moderately consistently on offense, they're going to be a really hard team to beat in the second half of the season. Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, this is a game I'm really looking forward to going back and watching, especially on the defensive side. Because, you know, what they've been doing has just been so impressive. And, you know, I was just thinking, you mentioned Mike McDonald, and, and he has been, I think, really, really good at his job. Um, and and the talent has been there. Um, but I, I think, you know, he elevates talent. Now, he's someone who knows how to, like, put players in the right position. He's scheming things up exceptionally well. Some of the things he's doing up front with, like, the defensive linemen and the linebackers, getting um you know you mentioned patrick queen but he's he's getting him to have these like free rush lanes they're doing some like you know twists and stunts up front that's really like allowing him to get pretty easy like blitz opportunities and he, and he's capitalizing you know he's disguising them well he's timing them up super well like and having like roquan smith as like 
as like a you know a best mate who's able to like kind of like drop into coverage and be really good at kind of taking away the middle of the field along with guys like Kyle Hamilton it just makes them so dynamic um and the just the talent that they have like a lot of these guys they kind of picked up off the trash heap I mean no offense to them but like Arthur Mollette I mean the Rocky Sin was probably their biggest addition in terms of like earlier on in the offseason he came in right after the draft they got Damian Clowney for cheap you know Kyle Van Noy was like in in season practice squad <laughs> practice they, they added him to their practice squad Ronald Darby you know he's been playing well like I mean guys like uh uh, uh what's it uh, Worley uh he's he's played well for them you know Seymour like guys that they just like being able to plug and play these players and not losing like or having like complete drop off and play it's, it's just phenomenal to see. And like in the years past, I feel like it's always been like you're down a corner and all of a sudden the defense falls apart or you're down an edge rusher and the defense falls apart. That's not happening this time. We, the guys have still gotten hurt, but they're still playing at an exceptionally high level. So really good time or really good job just by building the the depth and also really good scheme. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think if they're not the best defense in the league, they're definitely top three. And I think by the end of this end of the year, they're going to be right up there with anybody and the offense can do what we think it can do, they're going to be really hard to beat. Moving yeah. on to the next, moving on to the next hot take, which is the other side of that. When the offense is clicking, it's unstoppable. Like they move the ball down the field so easily when they aren't doing stupid things in the play calling. It's really remarkable to see like two sides of the, of the offense, like when they're like doing stupid things, like run, run, pass, or like trying to like do like. I don't, I don't even know what, but like, I mean, some of it in the past, it's been like offensive line issues today. The offensive line I thought played, played really well. Ronnie Stanley looked better than he did last week. Um, you know, obviously having Morgan Moses back, that's huge. Not having Daniel Falele, who honestly, at this point, I don't even know if he deserves a spot on the roster. Like go find somebody else who's like worthy that you can actually come in and trust in, in the game. If you need to, if he's going to be a, a daytime scratch or game time scratch, like he was today, I don't see what the point is. Like he's regressed. Like he's getting worse and worse and worse. I don't know. Maybe you see something in him that, you want to develop, but like, I'm not sure if he's worth keeping on the roster at this point, but when, when, when they're doing smart things and, and I've looked at the first drive every single time the Ravens come out with the ball, it's the scripted plays. It's almost always pass on first down, pass on first down. It's play action. It's, you know, and guys are wide open when they're doing this, they're making teams not know what's happening when you get predictable and it's like, okay, they, they just let the team score. So they're going to come back and they're going to run the ball. Cause that's what they do. Like they, when they get predictable, their average blue average offense and just takes Lamar Jackson heroics to make them good. When they go out there and they, and you don't know if it's a run and you don't know if it's a pass and, and you're throwing to Nelson Aguilar and you're throwing to Zay Flowers and you're throwing to Mark Andrews and all those guys are getting involved. It's phenomenal. I mean, we saw Odell Beckham, like take one of those quick slants that we've been asking for, like the hot route. It was coming on a blitz. Lamar hit him. He was 30 yards. Like, where are those plays when, when the team's blitz? That's what we need to see. Like, let's do it more consistently. That Those plays are there. The, 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 play, the players are capable of executing them. Just give them the opportunity. Don't, don't be conservative with it. The check into the wide receiver screen to Aguilar as well. I mean, I think I think that's the thing that I would like to see the Ravens do. Well, to the two things I would like. I mean, I totally agree with you that that the, when they're clicking, it's there. I'd like to see them be more spread than they have been. And I think that 
health on the offensive line and consistency from the offensive line play will create some trust there. Um, and so that's an opportunity that they could potentially have as they're moving forward. Um, and the other thing is then taking advantage of those situations, letting Lamar check in and out of plays, getting to the line of scrimmage early and giving like letting Lamar make some decisions because he is by far the Ravens best player. He's still doing wizard-like stuff with the ball in his hands on pass plays, on run plays. It doesn't make a difference. He doesn't get hit hard. I think he got hit hard once in this entire game, and he was running all over the place all game long. Um, you got to let your best players be your best players, and I don't want... I don't want Gus Edwards trying to run the ball in second and two and third and two, and then Mark Andrews taking a direct snap to shove it through. I want option plays to Lamar Jackson. I want them to be spread out in space and make teams make teams be better than Lamar at his most optimal. And I, I hopefully the Ravens will figure that out at some point during the course of this year. Because again, I, I think if they do, then you start to see this team get into one of those rhythms like they were in 2019, where especially with the way the defense is playing. And if OA and Bowser come back and are fully healthy, it's just, it's going to be a menacing team to face. Um, there's a lot to look forward to this game. You know, at the point after Justin Tucker hit the, what the fourth field goal, <laughs> um, it felt like the, the 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 Ravens were just completely dominating this game. Like like it, it did end up being close, partially because of that wildcat run, you know, from Derrick Henry, and then the interception, and and you can't let teams linger around like that with field goals. But the Ravens dominate, like for all intents and purposes, the Ravens dominated this game. And if they can figure out how to translate that formula um, into something they're doing consistently, they're just they're, they're going to be a very hard team to beat. Yeah, I think uh, when the Ravens were on defense, I think. Derrick Henry had that one big run and he might have, I think he had that one touchdown run too. Right. So that was, that was like a 10 yard run or something. Aside from that, he was basically like, I don't know. He was like 15 for like 15 or something like yeah. outside of those, outside of those two runs, like he did very little. Um, it was like, it was like 10, 10, 10 runs for like basically like 10 yards aside from those two that he like popped off. Um, yeah. They, they just, we just need to see this come together. Um, and, and we saw today, like even the best teams can have bad, bad days. Like, I mean, the, the Browns knocked off the Niners, um, a team that looked like they're basically like unstoppable through like five games. And, and the Browns without on their third, third quarterback, like they didn't have like a lot going for them, but they were at home and they were able to like hang tough because of their defense. Um, and I think that's something that the Ravens can also do, even if they don't have the offense, like playing at their best, their defense is going to keep them in these games. Um, and they just need to be able to execute when it matters down the stretch. Ideally, you know, you get leads and you're able to control the game from the beginning. But like, if you can't do that, at least stay in it. And I think they're always going to have that chance to win games because of how good the defense is. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And this is going to be a fun game to go back and watch the tape on. I agree because we're starting to see some consistency on both sides of the ball. The health seems to be kind of like relatively normalizing for the team overall as well. So super excited to see where this team is going to go, uh, what we're going to see on film this week from from this team. Um, try and get into that. It's a, it's a tougher stretch of games coming up here um, down the road for the Ravens. So um, we got we got there's a long way to go for the rest of the season, but good to put a win in the books. Um, happy to have some kind of positive and negative hot takes coming out of this game, but a lot to like moving forward um you guys can check us out we're on twitter he's at gabe fergie i'm at raven sit room and uh, we appreciate you joining us here i'm um, in the situation room we'll see you next time